Come on in, come on in, find a seat, find a seat. If you can DJ bump the music, DJ bump the music. DJ bump that music. Welcome, welcome. If you guys can find a seat, find a seat, find a seat. Thank you for coming on out. If you can hear me, just go like this. Wave your hands like this. Come on, just like this. Is what? This is like that cool jam. That's what's up. Welcome to Elevate. You guys can stand to your feet for me, please. Stand on up to your feet. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We're excited in this place. Elevate. Elevate. Oh, y'all, the weather is getting so nice outside, man. It's just, like, man, I'm, I'm going crazy just thinking about what the things we can do. Just have Elevate at the beach, the beach service. That'd be sick. All right, y'all, you know what time it is? It's time to worship the Lord. If we can get the house rules for me, please, house rules. Number one, once you're here, you're here. Ain't no leaving. Number two, no fighting, cursing, threatening, gang affiliation, or the... Like, number three, no talking while someone is on the, number four, shut off all cell phones, please, out of respect to what's happening here, please shut off all cell phones, please, please, please. Number five, no PDA, none of it, no touching each other, no petting each other, none of that, no PDA, look to your neighbor and say, don't pet me, don't touch me, look to your neighbor and say, get your hands off me. Just like that. If, if it happens, just say, just get your hands off and give them the... Number six, respect the leaders and... All right, that's a big one, y'all. Respect the leaders and each other. All right, if we live in a culture of respect, we like to respect each other. Just in case, it, it might happen. Even if you find someone weird, if you find someone different, we're not going to call them all weird. We're not going to call them special. We love them. We respect them. Amen. Amen. You want the same thing back to you. Number seven, and the most important one is. Oh, that was that was that was pretty weak. We'll try that one more time. Number seven, it's like what? Praise God. If you guys can leave your seats and come out to the front for worship. It's more like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. All right, all right, all right, y'all. How many excited to be in the house of the Lord? Come on, come on. Make them shout. We are one week away. One week away from what? What's happening next week? Anybody can tell me. 
Okay, one person just shout it out. That was more like the whole youth group. Chino Life is coming out next week, y'all. I was on the phone with them. I was on the phone with them yesterday, Wednesday night. Dude's excited, man. We're just going to have fun. I'm calling SUM Oakland. We're planning out some little things for you guys. It'll be legit. I look at your neighbor and say legit. And man, if we can get the words for this first song up on the screen for me, please. This first song I used to sing a lot when I go to cramp, cramp, camp, <laughs> cramp, I had a mouth cramp. And it's, this song is called God of Wonders. And I, I love it just because it just gives me this, like, man, he's the God of Wonders beyond. If we can get to the chorus, it's going to go like this. You're the God of Wonders beyond our galaxy. And you are holy, and you are holy. The universe declares your majesty. Yes, you are. I love singing about God because just, it just reminds me of who he is. And just the words, and just it's so powerful. Look to your neighbor say, he's just losing it. Tell him, look to your neighbor, he's losing it up there. <laughs> Praise God. Y'all ready for worship? Come on, clap your hands. God of wonders, the God of wonders beyond our galaxy. Come on, you are, and you are holy. Yes, you are holy. Universe, universe declares your majesty. Sing it out, and you are holy, and you are holy. Lord of all, Lord of all creation, of water, earth, and sky. Of water, earth, and sky. The heavens are, the heavens are your tabernacle. Glory to, and glory to the Lord on high. Soon, God of wonders, you're the God of wonders beyond our galaxy. Sing it out. And you are holy, and you are upon the universe, the universe. Yes, you are whole. Yes, you are. Early in the morning. Early in the morning. I will celebrate. And I will celebrate the light. Because when I stumble in the dark, I will call. And I will call your name by night. Sing God of Wonders. You're the God of wonders beyond our galaxy. Go sing it out. Yes, you are holy. And you are holy. Universe, universe declares your majesty. Go on, sing it out. You are holy. Yes, you are. Come on, just the voices. God of wonders. You're the God of wonders beyond our The universe, come on. Sing out, sing God of wonders. You're the God of wonders beyond our galaxy. Yes, you are holy. Yes, you are holy. 
One more time, universe. Universe declares your majesty. Yes, you are holy. You are holy. Come give the Lord a hand clap of praise in his place. I want you guys, I'm going to play some music around. I want you to find one neighbor and tell them three reasons why God is so good in your life. Ready? Go. All right, all right, all right. Come back in, come back in, come back in. Oh, come on, come on. Just just a little help in worship. Sometimes when I, when I think about, like, how much I'm going to sing, like, how loud I'm going to get, like, how crazy I'm going to get in worship, I just like to think about how good God's been to me. And I, and I think about that, and I just like, man, God, you know what? You've blown me away. Come on. I just have to say, God, you blow me away, and it and it's not about me, and it's not about you know what I'm feeling like right now, God. It's, it's all about you, and it's help and it helps me get to that place where I can lift my hands. It helps me get to that place where I can bow to my knees because every time I get into the Word of God, every time I I pray, every time I I spend time with God, I just get this understanding that He's God. And he's in control. And he's worth it all. Come on, before we sing this next song right now, I want you guys to get to that place in your mind where you say, I'm going to worship the Lord. I'm going to be free in this time. I'm not going to care what people think. I'm going to go a little deeper. I'm not too cool for the Lord. Where I am today. Where Secret in the quiet place, in the stillness, you are there. In the secret, in the quiet hour, I wait only for you because I want to know you more. From the secret, in the secret. In the quiet place, in the stillness, in the stillness, you are there. In the secret, in the quiet hour, I wait only for you, because I want to know you more. Because I want to know, because I want to know you more. Sing, I want to know you, and I want to know you, and I want to see, I want to know you more. 
I want to touch, and I want to touch you, and I want to see your face. I want to know you more. On the secret, in the secret, in the quiet place, in the stillness, in the stillness, you are there. Come sing the secret, in the secret. In the quiet hour I wait only for you Cause I want to know you more Cause I want, cause I want to know you more Sing it again, say Cause I want to know you more I want to know you I want to know you And I want to hear I want to know you more. And I want to touch, and I want to touch you, and I want to see your face. I want sing. I want to, and I want to. I want to touch you One time in a whisper I want to And I want to hear yours And I want And I want to touch Tell them in a whisper today. Bring it down, bring it down, sing. I want, I want, and I want to hear your voice. And I want to touch you. I want to, I want to know you, and I want to, and I want to know you more. Oh, sing, I want to touch, I want to touch you, and I want to see your face, I want to. In the secret. In the quiet place, and stillness, you are there. In the secret, in the quiet hour, I wait only for you, because I want to know you more. Because I want. Cause I want to know you more. Sing it one more time. Cause I want to want to. Cool. In an attitude of prayer, I want you guys to look up to these screens right now. And I want you guys to read these words. Read the lyrics of this song. Just 
song of intimacy. It's a song of a person singing it out, saying, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll get to the secret, to the quiet place where I don't hear any voices, where I don't hear the plans of tomorrow, where I don't hear the, the, the clamor of people and what they have to say. And I'll get to that place and I'll wait for you. I'll get to that place because I want to know you more. Is that you in this place today? In the secret, in the quiet place, in the stillness you are there. In the secret, in the quiet hour I wait only for you cause I, cause I want to know you more. Cause I want to know you more Sing that one more time Cause I want to Cause I want to know you more Come, what are you going to do to get to know the Lord more today, right now? I'm going to challenge you guys to just get, get closer to the Lord right now. I don't care whatever you have to. You have to get to your own place. You have to fall to your knees. You have to raise your hands. Just come on. We want to just feel the Lord in this place. We're going to get to that place. Come on. We want to know. I want to know you more. I want to see your face. I want to sing this song and have you meet with me, Lord. Come on, wherever you're at right now, just cry out to the Lord. Come on. I want to get there. I wanna get there, Lord. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll do whatever it takes to God. So konamama seke. So enanamae. Oh yes, so God. Yes, so nanamae in the So wants to know you more Cause I want to know you more Come on everybody in closing sing this out Cause I want to know you Yesterday, I need you more. 
more than words to say, I need you more, come on, than ever before, I need you, Lord, and I need you, Lord, more than, more than the air I breathe, more than the song I sing, more than the next heartbeat. More than anything, Lord, as the time goes by, and I'll be by your side. Come on, cause I never want to go back to my own life, and I need you more. Come on, lift up your hands and sing this out. More than yesterday, I need you more. Come on, more than words. More than words you say, I need you more. Oh, sing it out than ever before. I need you, Lord. Yes, I need you, Lord. And I need you more. More than yesterday, I need you more. More than words can say, I need you more than ever before. I need you, Lord, and I need you. I want everybody singing song. I need you more. Well, more than yesterday. More than yes, and I need you. Come on, sing it out. song I sing and more than the next heartbeat and Lord as the time goes by sing it out and I'll be cause I'll never go and I need you more of living water. I don't know about you, but I need those rivers right now in my life. I need your river of living water. I'm just going to play in the back. I'm going to give you these guys this, this next couple moments to just jump in the river of the Lord. Some of you guys need to be have a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost. You know who you are. Come on, if that's you, I just encourage you to come up to the front just to receive a fresh baptism of the Lord. Come on, he said he has 
rivers of living water for you. I, I don't know about you, but I want these rivers of living water, even when I'm worshiping for Elevate. I want to feel that right now. I don't know about you, but I'm going to go there. I need your rivers, your rivers of living water to come into my life. Yes, so oh God, I need your rivers of love. Yes, your rivers, your rivers of love. Oh, making you, making you, making But I'm, I'm getting rocked by the Holy Spirit right now. I'm telling you guys, He's here, He's here, He's here. I'm telling you, there's so much more than what you're experiencing. And I'm, I'm crying before you guys like a little kid because I'm excited for what the Lord is going to do. I don't care what people think, I know what God feels like. I know who God is. I'm going after that today. I don't care. I'm going to leave my, my religious barrel. I'm going to leave all the things that I thought I knew about God home. And I'm coming here for a fresh, a fresh baptism. Lord, so good to me. Father, I bless your name in this place. 
I'm just going to tell you what the Lord did right now for me. So many times when I come up here to worship, it's just one of those things where I just love to do, and I just like singing songs to God. But today was, uh, was a little different. The Lord just switched it up on me a little bit. As much as I, I, I'm leading worship, God just said, let me lead you into, uh, into greater and deeper waters. So as I'm playing for you right now, I just, I just felt that I needed to get there. Like God was just taking me to that place, and I just simply just stepped back from the mic and just poured my heart out to God. Even without the music, I'm just going to speak to you right now. With no music, God is in this place. I don't want to pass this time up, and I don't want to get too, too far ahead of myself and knowing what the Holy Spirit is doing right now. God, we thank you for this time of worship. He's here, guys. Just, just go after him. We come to church not to sit in the service to hear a good word, but we come to meet with God and get a good word. Amen. I come for the double portion. Amen. Give me both a good word and the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you right now, and I say it all the time, but it's so true. Just close your eyes. Just worship God. Focus on him. Don't focus on the person next to you. Do not. They are not God. They are not worthy of the praise. Who cares if they laugh at you? God's looking at back like, shame, shame, shame. But God loves you right now. In order for you not to miss this, he loves you too much. Guys, I don't have to tell you guys what to do now. Come on, just start praying. Just start worshiping your eyes. If all you can do is just close your eyes. I actually just close your eyes in respect for what God is doing in this place. I want 
Cause I want to know you more One more time, sing it out Cause I want Right now with one hand over your heart And the other hand in the air I want you guys to make a make a declaration unto the Lord right now. Come on. One hand over your heart, the other in the air. Everybody in this place, come on, we're going to do this unto the Lord. We're just going to say, God, come on, repeat after me. Say, God, I give you everything. God, I give you my worship. Say, God, I give you the best of me. Come on, these next 30 seconds, worship the Lord. Come on, sing a new song. Come on, tell them in your own words. Come on, the next 30 seconds, come on. Come on, 15 more seconds, 15 more seconds. Yeah, I worship. I worship you, Lord. Yes, oh God. Yes, oh God. Come on, just five more seconds. Five more seconds. God, we worship you in this place. Come on, if God is good, come on, give him a shout of praise. He's so worthy. He's so worthy. Father, we bless you, God. We're just waiting, Father God, for more for your return, oh God. Will you come back for your bride? Will you come back for your church? God, we bless your name. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, come on, clap your hands. Come on, as you clap your hands, I want you to make your way to your small group, Words for Christ. JC soldiers over here. DJ, play that beat now. DJ, play that beat. Five more minutes, five more minutes. We're going to break back in, break back in in five. Amen. Test, test, test. One, two, one, two. Test, one, two, one, two. Four more minutes, guys. Four more minutes to break back in.
seem dramatically strange Though we may be looked upon as one in the same We will not turn to shame We proclaim the name Christ Jesus Believe us, you ain't gotta receive us But we gon' follow our God wherever the Bible lead us And you can call us dramatic, fanatic, emphatic But hey, while you at it, take a look at our mathematics I'm a F-A-N-A-T-I-C One more minute, one more minute, and break back in. Say it more. She got scared. All right, one more minute to break back in. Fifteen more seconds, fifteen more seconds. Break back in. Break back in. Break back in. DJ bump that. DJ bump that. Till I die. Come on. Uh. Can someone, either one of the techies back there, run up my phone? It's in the back. Give it up for one of the techies. Come on, as they come on out. You can get much love, Techie. Come on, Techie. Yeah. I love you. Sometimes You're my hero. Look at that. Give me a, a servant of all. Look at that. Bless your heart, young man. All right, y'all. Look to your neighbor as I get a drink of water. Praise God, praise God. Check, check. This thing is hot, but I love it. Come on in, find a seat. If we can have you guys move up to the first two rows. My visitors right there. Everybody wave at my visitors. Say, hey. 
They don't even know you're waving at them. Say it one more time. Hey. Yo, the back, the back row right there. Yeah. So if there's space, you guys can fit on it. If there's not, you guys are fine there. We like, we have a tradition here. We like to do some one thing. Whenever I say welcome to Elevate, you guys say. Let's do the Spanish version since Ricky inspired me. So when I say Elevate, you guys say it in Spanish, okay? Elevate. <laughs> elevate. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now let's do the Americanized version. Elevate. Praise God, praise God, praise God. We meet at 7.30 every Friday. Next week, we are opening up our doors the same time, 7 o'clock, but it is happening. Next week, we are having Chino Life. My man, Chino Life, dude, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm not going to get too ahead of myself. I'll just go one at a time. Elevate your church for Tina's Fridays at 7.30. Guys, we're having it here. Invite your friends, Okay. Invite, guys, we, we would love for your friends to come on over here and get impacted, get rocked by God. Only God can do it. And guess what? They'll never get rocked by God if they're not here, if you don't invite them. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. We're like, I'm praying. Well, well did you invite them? No. <laughs> well, you got to invite them in order for them to come. But I'm praying really hard. Yeah, but you got to invite them. Amen. Next slide for me, please. Here at Metro Praise the Church Elevate, we believe our vision is loving God. Everybody say loving God and loving people. We so believe it. I mean, it's all throughout the Bible. You'll find it. And here we have a strategy. Connect, mentor, and send. Connect. We like to connect you into our one-on-one discipleship. Next slide for me, please. Connect. Next slide. Be on the toes, on the toes. Discipleship. The one-on-one. This is how we start here in this church this is how you connect to what we're doing here, to connect to what God is doing. And for some of you guys that are just spiritual babes or think you're too good for it, you're not. You're just a, you're just a funny person, you know, with a funny shirt and funny shoes. I'm just kidding. But this is, this is how it all starts. In your life, in your walk with God, the purpose, the goal is not to fill up a seat. Even though we like you coming, the purpose is to become a disciple for Jesus Christ. Next slide for me, please. Connect, mentor, and send. Mentor. A great way to just chill, have fun, kick back, take off the shoes. Yes, if, if you guys are smelling something, it's probably butterscotch or chips. It's right there, okay? I remember this one time since, since I'm going there. This one time we're on like a road trip, okay? We're on a road trip to Florida, and my sister, I'm telling on her. Amanda, if you're watching, I'm telling on you. You can't stop me because I got the mic. Um, so this is what happened. We're all like hot and, and, and just sweaty. And this girl decides to bust off her, her shoes. Tell me why. Tell me why I smell like Betty Crocker up in that thing. <laughs> so like butter and like some kind of like nasty Cheetos. And I'm up here. And she, she just can't just take off her shoes. She has to put her feet up on my armrest because I'm over here trying to sleep. <laughs> And I see them things right here. You got the little, like, cop, that little, the sock lint in between the toes. She's probably going to hate me for this. But it smelled horrible. So if you guys smell that, it's probably that. But see, at a life group, that's how close we get. You know? <laughs> I remember this one time. I'm going to put somebody on blast. I don't know who it was. But at JC Soldiers one time, someone comes in, and we had to take off our shoes We we like to we like we like the fellowship, y'all. But please, wash your feet. 
Look to your neighbor and say, wash your feet. Look to your other neighbor. Look to your other neighbor and say, use soap. Yeah, you want to use soap down there. It's still staying. Yes, okay. Praise God. So our life group Saturdays, we meet at 6 p.m. And Sunday, we meet. We have it right after a second service. Guys, come on up. We have a fun time. It's our way of just fellowshipping like with a church. Like, what up? What's good? You know, what's up? Right? Especially with summer coming out, guys, we have some awesome things planned out for you guys. Next slide for me, please. Chicago SUM. Give it up for SUM, y'all. Praise God. I got a testimony, and all my, all my other SUM students can testify. They can agree. They can shout. I bet you they're going to shout me down this time. SUM is done and no more homework. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I, I, love, I love Bible college. I love SUM. It's challenging. Some of the stuff we learn and just how we grow spiritually. Like, you're growing spiritually and, and your knowledge of the Lord, and it's just an awesome time. But at the end of it, this was the most difficult trimester I ever had. And it was just one of those things, I'm, I'm done. Woo! Now I get to hang out with y'all. Oh, look at your neighbor. He's like, oh, oh, how considerate. Look to your other and say, how considerate. Yeah, yeah. Look to your neighbor and go like, me? Look to your neighbor and go, no, me, me, me. Praise God. Chicago SGM, guys, this is a revolution of what God is doing. And this is how this thing grows, by word of mouth. Literally, we just went out there, and we, we just started promoting in Chicago. Um, Pastor Daniel Cruz and Jennifer Cruz from Faith World, okay, they got a nice pretty big church down the road on Fullerton. They're blowing it up. They're taking some of their youth and starting an SUM core in their church. And check this out. The place that we used to be on Diversity and Long, Pastor Eddie in City Lights, he's starting one up. And so this thing is just happening Okay, we're just collaborating the body of Christ. And SUM, if you have a call of God in your life and you're really saying, man, I want God to take it to the next place, Chicago SUM, you get your bachelor's. Next year I'm graduating with my bachelor's in biblical studies with a minor with an emphasis on youth studies. Praise the Lord. Almost done. So, guys, with that said, next coming week we have our spiritual emphasis week. All right, next slide for me, please. Our spiritual emphasis week, SUM Expansion Days, with guest Chino Life from Miami. Give it up for Chino, y'all. This guy, literally, this guy drops it like it's hot. And he's a preacher. He's not just a rapper. You know how sometimes I just rap? But he preaches it. He preaches it hot. And he'll get in your face. And he's not afraid to call you out. And if he gets a word from God, he'll stop what he's doing. It's like, you, come up. Call you out. Boy, it's bad. Chino Life coming up from Miami. Next week at 7 o'clock, doors are opening. Guys, like I said, I called Oakland, and I'm getting all these goodies from Oakland to give you guys out for free, just promoting SUM. Guys, we're inviting our friends. We're inviting people that are considering it. So if you know somebody, they don't necessarily have to be a youth, but if you know somebody, they have a call of God in their life, invite them for next week. And we have a, 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 uh, a video for you guys. Pastor Joe and I were up late eating cheeseburgers, fries, and gyros making this thing but it happened so if my man can turn off the lights and play it nice and loud dj give it to us
I'm so proud of that. Like, we timed everything. Like, when the Metro Praise come up, then now I got them. Yeah, see, it was legit. So, guys, next week, before I move on, adopt the block. So, if you guys are radical, check this out. If you guys are radical to take that next place, man, you know what? This week, I'm going to give it to God. We are going to go out to the south side, adopt the block, and just bring out our, st our stereo systems, everything, play basketball with the kids, face paint, and just have a fun time. Chino's going to be out there doing a the thing again on the south side. So that's happening there. And the call Sunday, Chino Life is going to come on up and share a little bit about himself. So our Sunday service, you guys don't want to miss out. It's just one-time event. We're flying them out, and we're just really putting the emphasis on these days. SUM Expansion Days next week. Invite a friend. Amen? Amen. Next slide for me, please. Ties and offering. You guys can stand to your feet for me for the ties and offering. Here we believe <laughs> it's biblical. We follow the Bible. The Bible says to tithe, give 10% of your total income, and an offering, whatever you offer to God after your tithe. Now, guys, I don't want to be the youth pastor of a bunch of stingy kids. And, and I have to say it like that because sometimes, you know, I was stingy too, so I, I feel you. Like when you get $5 in your hands, you know $5 don't come by so easy and you don't got a job because you're a full-time student and you can't get a job because no one to hire you and you don't want to work at McDonald's. So you got them $5 in your hands. You're like, man, $5 can get me this. And you're thinking about all the things. But one thing that never comes to your mind is giving to God. What's a tithe off of $5? Can... Ellie, what's the tithe off of $5? 50 cents. That belongs to God. Now, guys, it's so easy. Whenever money comes to your hand, just if, if you were to get in the habit, just man, okay, this, I get this. 10% goes to God. And an offering is whatever you offer to God after your tithe. Now, if you've been saved, I'll, I say this, I'm going to step on some toes. Everybody says he's going to step on your toes. If you've been saved for over a year, you've been in the church for over a year, you shouldn't stop at the tithe. And I'm not saying, but you guys should know better than the top of the top. I mean, just what the Lord is doing in your life, guys, give. The Bible says you are blessed to give. You want to know how people are rich because they give. The founder of, of uh, Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, gives a lot of his money to, like, all these charities. Gives, gives, and gives. See, it's a biblical principle. Even though he's probably not saved, living for God, there's a biblical principle that if you follow it, you're blessed. God gives it back to you. Amen? Amen. Next slide for me, please. Tithes $100, 10%. Your tithe, just something simple, $10. Amen? Come on, let's read this in closing and have the buckets come on up, please, if someone can grab that and get that ready for me. Acts 10.35. It says this. Remembering the Lord. Come on, let's all read it together. Acts 10.35. On a count of three. One, two, three. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said. What did he say? Father, I pray that you will bless each and every student so they can be a blessing to your church. Father, a blessing to your kingdom. Father, I pray that you would open up opportunities. And Father, may you give back to them the same manner in which they give. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Come on up as you get praise God praise God if you guys can find your seats open up your Bibles 
We are going to have a good time. I'm going to give you guys another another lesson, another series, another message in this series that we're on. Everybody go like this. Go Mission 316. Do it one more time nice and loud like you got some. Mission 316. Okay. The whole purpose of this, Mission 316, we got it from John 316. For God so loved the world that he... Right, right, right. Now watch this. What is the purpose of Jesus' mission? What is the purpose of Jesus' mission? To save us? Yeah, that's good. To come and seek, save the lost? That's, that's actually the good answer right there. In this whole entire time, we try to break it down. We don't try to give you all these fancy words. We don't try to preach something that we don't know what we're talking about. But we just try to keep it simple so you can relate, so you can take the word of God and apply it to your everyday life and say, man, this is for me. This is what's up. This is what I need to get myself in check with. Amen. And so last week, give it up for Ellie, y'all. I still think he did a he did great job. Ellie coming on up here. Preaching on the armor of God. Now, for everybody in the church, the armor of God is for everybody. Just look to your neighbor and say, it's for you. Now, here's the thing. I, I like this. I'm going to use this example. Sometimes when we have small groups, and then whenever we get into the passages, I say, okay, everybody, pull out your Bibles. And it gets really quiet. No one's moving. And, my, and for me, I'm just like, man, shouldn't I be hearing something like people rustling for their bags or something? And I look up, and like two people have their Bibles. And it's like the leaders. <laughs> Right, right. But here's the thing, guys. How many guys know we don't send Navy SEALs to go raid Osama bin Laden without some weapons, without some, some, you know, some goods, some goods. You, we're not going to send our own boys that we trained, that we brought up into a place to the enemy's territory so they can get shot in the head. Like, are you serious? So someone just come, what? If you can't put this picture up for me, I want to get you this picture of the Situation Room. Here is a picture of all the top dignitaries in the United States. Generals, you have the Secretary of State, you have people in charge of the branches and divisions in the US government. And here they are. This is called the Situation Room. This is in a secure place within the White House in Washington, DC, where they all met, and guess what they're all watching? They are all watching a live feed a broadcast of when the Navy SEALs went in and got Osama bin Laden. And look at their faces and some of their reactions. Here, here it is, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and, and the vice president right there. And all these different men, they're not just Joe Smos. That guy in the top left corner is a, is a general. The guy next to him, he's the National Security Defense. The guy next to him, he's in charge of some operation base. And everybody in that room has a place with the government and with the military. And all of them are in this place where they're watching live feed of what's happening in Pakistan. When our boys went in there and took him out. Now, I say that because in, in that same sense, these people, these leaders of this country, they are leaders. They are, they are in control. They run the country in a sense. They wouldn't send out the Navy SEALs without the proper equipment. And last week we talked about the armor of God, and you guys need to understand, in your Christian walk with God, you can put it like this, Osama bin Laden is the devil. You can put just, all right, a Navy SEALs is like you, and, and you wouldn't want to go against these people who, who have the potential, the potential to kill you, 
take your life not well prepared. Manny Pacquiao, I like using sports examples. Manny Pacquiao or or Oscar De La Hoya, they always trained. And I like watching these uh these um these shows, these documentaries of these guys before a big fight and all the training that they do. Like literally, it is like is some of the like wow, like these guys put their body through. And and for for you guys in the church, how important scripture reading, how important praying is is so important. And sometimes we don't do this and we don't wear our armor. And we don't have our armor on, and the devil comes, and he just literally, like, if he does it like this, like, does this really bogus, really, he doesn't, he doesn't care. He'll come right up to you and go, whack, just smack you, and just, you're knocked out cold. Like, treat it. Like, it's not even funny. You know, like, it'll be embarrassing. Like, put, put it like this. If someone's walking down the hall, right, and then someone comes up to them, they're having a conversation, they're making this guy be a punk, and it's just like, stop, leave me alone. And he comes up to him and just whack and knocks him out stone cold. When he falls to the floor, you can be like, dang, treat it. Boy, got treated. You be like, oh, man, uh, you, you want to walk away? You don't know what to do? But sometimes that's what the devil does to us. He does that right to the Christians. He'll come right up to you. You went to church. You went to Elevate last week. Whack. Treat it. And you're just like, you just get pimp slapped by the devil, and you're just like, dang, how'd I get down here? But so many of us in our walk with God, we're walking, we're walking, when we stumble across sin, and when we give in to our evil desires, when we give in to that temptation, how did I get here? And it's not funny when you're the one being punked, when you're the one getting slapped, when you're the one on your face, like, dang. It's not cool. I've, I've been on that side, and I don't like losing. I don't like getting punked. And so understanding last week was an important message, and, and to understand this message, you have to understand last week, having the armor of God is important, Ephesians 6. This week we are talking about the commander-in-chief. That is a term that we use to describe the head of every military force of, or operations that we do in the United States. Can anybody tell me who is the commander-in-chief in this picture right here? Barack Obama. No, the Barack Obama. Barack Obama, the commander-in-chief. He has the final say. Yet surrounded by people of power, surrounded by generals, surrounded by colonels, surrounded by like people who have been through the military, experienced been through wars even before he became president. He is still the commander-in-chief. That's the term that we give to someone who has the authority, someone who can tell our government to do this. Barack Obama has the potential to make war on whatever country and just at will because he is the commander-in-chief. Amen? Here it is. An illustration to help you understand this, the commander-in-chief, I'm going to give you to you like this. I'm going to give you a story, and I want you to follow along. There was this boy on his huge commercial jet airliner, and this place was packed with people. And the thing's about to go off, and there's a five-year-old boy with his mother, and they're sitting down. And this boy begins to make the biggest ruckus in the world. He wouldn't sit still, and the mom would try to quiet him, and he is not having it, but just getting louder. 
there comes this general, Air Force general, walking down. He comes right up to the boy, leans over, taps his chest, and walks away. Almost immediately, the boy sits up, stops crying, puts on his belt, and stays quiet. The Air Force general goes back to his chair. And the flight attendant's like, oh my gosh, what happened? So he goes up to the Air Force and like taps him on the shoulder. What did you say? So basically, I told him to look at my wings that I have on my collar and to look at the badges. And I told him that this enables me to throw whoever I want out the door of this plane. And that was it. Treated. Everybody go, treated. But you understand that. The person with the right authority, with the right credentials, can, can, can tell us what to do. Amen? So our commander-in-chief, who is our commander-in-chief? <laughs> no, no, not a bro. Now in this sense, understanding for a Christian, <laughs> Barack Obama. <laughs> no, it's not, not Barack. Say, say his name, that's not. One, two, three. Jesus. And I like this story in the Bible. Open up your Bibles to Luke 9, verses 28 through 36. Luke 9, verses 28 through 36. Luke 9, 28 through 36. This passage is called the Transfiguration. And I... And I'm going to give it to you guys because a lot of you guys probably read the Bible and you guys read random parts of the Bible and it's like, what, is, what does this mean now? I'm going to help explain this to you. The transfiguration. And I'm going to read it out, Luke 9, 28 to 36. If you can do me a favor and get it up on the screen so they can follow along. Luke 9, 28 through 36. It says this, about eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James, his disciples, with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed. Check this out. I'll say it one more time. As he was praying, this is Jesus. As Jesus was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two other men standing with him. As the men were leaving, Jesus Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. 34, while he was speaking, a cloud appeared and enveloped them. And they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves, and they told no one at this time. I'm sorry. They told no one at this time what they had seen. Here's a story, and this is a, one of, a unique story in the Bible, and I'm going to help you explain it. It's called the transfiguration. Everybody say the transfiguration. And now I know what you're thinking, like, what in the world just happened? 
You're reading a story about Jesus Christ, and the Bible says that his face changed, and it became really bright, and it's just like, what? And two men, Elijah and Moses, came on down. I'm going to tell you what happened. And I'll put this preference before I even start. Jesus is commander-in-chief. Watch this. Elijah and Moses, two men that appeared with Jesus on the mountain. You have to understand that Elijah and Moses are back in the Old Testament. They were dead. Their time had come and passed. Moses was the one that gave the Israelite people the law. Elijah was one of the greatest prophets in the Old Testament. One of the greatest people in the, in the time of the Israelite people coming out from um, slavery, from the time of Moses, and just awesome things. You can read the Bible with these men of God, that, but their time was done. They were dead. They no longer existed. And the Bible says that here they are on the mountain, and these men come on back. They come and they meet with Jesus on the mountain, these two great men. And the Bible says when the disciples woke up and they saw him, that, oh, my gosh. Like hearing them talk, they can hear Jesus addressing them as Moses and Elijah. Dude, that is Moses. That is Elijah. That is like the hall of fame. If I'm going to try to give it to you, I'm not going to do it justice. But it's like us meeting Abraham Lincoln. Like me just talking, what up, Abraham Lincoln? You know, me talking with like some great spiritual leader revival. Like Charles Finney, you guys don't even know who that is. You know, all these different people. You know, me talking. And it's just like that happening. And you got to understand, it's like, what is the meaning of this? Look to your neighbor and say, what does this mean? Just like that. And I wonder, like, what is going on right now? You're seeing, like, the greats, all right? I'm going to try to use it in basketball terms, like, the greats come on back. Like back in the day before Michael Jordan, you're talking about like Will Chamberlain, you're talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you're talking about Jerry Westbrook, you're talking about like the greats, and they're coming back and they're talking, you know? And here's the thing, the purpose of all this is, is God showing off. He puts three people, Peter, James, and John, and he brings up to the mountain, and Jesus does this show and tell. I love that. It's not he was bragging or boasting but here it is. He is the commander-in-chief. He took his disciples on the mount deliberately to show them who he was. I think Jesus knew what was going to happen. And here these men like, oh, my gosh, this is Jesus Christ. They're getting the sense that, man, he is God. He is awesome. I mean, he was glowing. Imagine you were Jesus, and this is happening. Like, he's transfigured in his body. He's shining light, and you're seeing God. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, dude, that is not, he is God. Like, what he's saying, he is God, and you're seeing it. And he's talking with these people. And Moses, and Peter wanted to build what, um, altars, shelters for these people as a sign of worship. But he didn't know what he was talking about. And a cloud came. A cloud came and enveloped them. That means it came over them. And a voice came out. It was the Father saying, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Show and tell. Jesus was doing a little bit of show and tell. Let me say, let me, like, come up to the mountain. I'm going to show you who I am. Oof. Love that. I love that because sometimes in life, you know, we go through things and we just feel like, man, I don't know if I have control of what's happening right now. Ah. And we panic. And we push all the panic buttons, you know, like, oh, my gosh, ah, we panic, ah, <laughs> oh, my gosh, like, literally, like, like freaking out. It's just calm down. Just, and it, sometimes as Christians in our life and our walk with God, you know, something happens where it pushes us like, ah, oh, what's going on? Pump the brakes. Slow down. Jesus is in control. Chief and commander. 
I love that show and tell. Acts 4 to it says this, salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which by which me was <laughs> so sorry, by which we must be saved. Tongue twister. I love that because you have to understand this. In giving you all this, I'm about to give you five, rather four reasons why Jesus Christ is commander in chief. You have to understand salvation in your life as a Christian, who you are, the things that make you you, the things that push you towards God. Salvation comes through Jesus Christ. He is in control, amen? Reasons for Jesus' authority. Now, I, I know what, we're coming to a point in time called postmodernism where everybody wants to believe their own thing. And I'm going to name some things and you guys just see if you know them. Harry Krishna, Buddha, Muhammad, all these different religions. And guys, you have to understand these things. Don't be fooled because someone might come up to you and say they're all the same thing. They are not. They are all, they are all, literally, they will all pull you away from the true God. They all pull you away from Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what. Not even Buddha, nor Hare Krishna, nor Muhammad have the authority that Jesus Christ carries, that Jesus Christ has. Because you know what? It's make-believe. It's demonic. But Jesus Christ is God. Amen? Let me give it to you like this. Reasons for Jesus' authority. Why does Jesus Christ trump every other religion? And when you go back to school, there are going to be people, especially I was at Lane Tech, people that believe in different things, people that would blatantly just tell you this can't be true. I'm going to give you four reasons for Jesus' authority. His authority was unquestionable. It's unmatched. You can't touch it. You know, you got to back away. For example, Michael Jordan. Everybody who's a Michael Jordan fan, just raise your hand. Let me see you open it. Yeah, Michael Jordan. You can't touch him. Kobe Bryant, stay off. Derrick Rose, I'm a big fan, but you're going to have to do a lot of work, young man. LeBron James, don't even try it. Dwayne Wade, you're from Chicago, but that's it. Nobody else can touch Michael Jordan. I like using this example because here it is. He's, he broke a lot of records. He just set the game. I mean, no one did it like MJ. No one did it like him. Going back to Jesus, ain't no one doing it like Jesus Christ, Amen. Nobody can do it like Jesus. I mean, they thought he was dead. My man, Jesus rose on the third day. Come on. Let me give it to you like this. Reasons for Jesus' authority. Write them down so you can remember it. So when you're being challenged in school or someone comes up because they think they know better, be like, uh-uh, let me get my binder right quick. <clears throat> Number one, here it is. Number one, the testimony from the Father, both verbally and in his written word, here you have this story in the Bible where Jesus comes and he takes him up and you're seeing all this happen. And even then, the disciples could have been like, oh, my gosh, like, is he pulling in some magic trick? Like, there's some lights behind him. Like, you know how we have lights here make me glow? You know, like, he's probably has some. No, no, no. There was a cloud that came and the father verbally spoke. He said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased, Jesus Christ. And in his written word. All throughout the Bible, the stories, the testimonies about Jesus Christ, ain't none compare. Ain't none can compare. You read the stories about Muhammad, the prophet. You read the stories about Buddha. You read the stories about Gandhi. No one can come close to Jesus Christ. Not on the same level. It's like maybe they're similar. Not that you got to back away. That's like, no, you can't even take it there. Amen? Praise God. Number two, the testimony of Jesus' life. 
the testimony of Jesus' life, and even before Jesus' life, the prophecies. I love this because here it is. Even before Jesus was born, there were people that spoke of filled with the Holy Spirit. And we're talking about Jesus Christ before Jesus Christ came onto the scene. They were prophesying about the power of God. They were prophesying about the coming Messiah. You can't touch that. And no one had no prophecies about Muhammad. And no one had no prophecies about Buddha. Even before his time, Jesus Christ was separated from the rest. I'm going to read this. No man ever lived the kind of moral life he lived or taught the kind of things he taught. Many of the world's religions have taught that the poor are beneath us. The poor are beneath us or that those who suffer were getting what they deserved. Karma, reincarnation. But Jesus touched and healed the lepers, the lame, and the sick. He helped the poor and the destitute and spent time with them, even the unwanted and rejected people. Just a moral life, how Jesus lived his life. He claimed himself to be God and how he helped people. It's, it's just a story, and it just proves true today that no matter the situation that you find yourself in, Jesus Christ is the same. So many times we... You can get discouraged, and I, I am a holiness preacher. I am a faith preacher, and guys, I believe in living for God. I believe in sin. The Bible says it's sin separates you from God. It's wrong. Cut it out. But so many times, we live defeated lives, not because of what God has done or how God is, but because of the fact that we just don't understand that God is in control, that God is king of our life, and that we are free from that. I want you to understand this place that Jesus Christ, he loved the people. He loved those sinners. It was crazy to think about it. Like, Jesus would blow your mind. Like, Jesus would literally be hanging out with the buddy right there, Irving and Cicero. That would be, Jesus would be right there. Jesus would be right by the place where you see, hey, 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 oh, oh, go, 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 go. Jesus would be right there with them. Jesus would be right by the, the politicians, the dirty, corrupt people. He'd be right by them. And you're looking at him like, what in the world? Why is he hanging out with old dude? Jesus loved them. And he loves you so much that it's not for you to stay the same. Guys, understand, don't stay the same. When you come in a church service, when you hear about Jesus Christ and his power, do not stay the same. The last thing you can do, the worst thing is not respond to an altar call and say, no, forget that. You're basically saying that Jesus... Uh, all right, Jesus, I'm good. Number three, the testimony of those who saw Jesus risen from the dead. You understand this. The Bible said that he was crucified, and on the third day he rose again. It, it's impossible, yes, but he's God. Death had no hold over him. You think death will stop God? Literally, think about that. Death could not stop him. I don't care your situation. He's not, nothing's going to stop God from getting to you, from the hole sometimes we put ourselves into. Here it is. God loves you enough for you to stay the same. The testimony of those who saw Jesus risen from the dead, his disciples, his closest friends. Do you think people would die for a, die for a lie? How, how insane would that be? Like if, if I make up this entire story just so that people can believe and then give my life up for it. Maybe, maybe I can make up a lie, but I wouldn't give my life. If I, if I knew it was a lie, why would I even give my life? The Bible said the disciples gave their life for the gospel. The testimony of those who saw him. The testimony 
of whose lives have been changed by Jesus. That's number four. The testimony of those whose lives have been changed by Jesus. I love that because here's the thing. You can't tell me God doesn't exist. I don't care, Mr. Big Bridges. I don't care if you're an atheist and you don't believe in God and you have this. You want to tell me God's not real? Let let me share something with you right here. Let me tell you where I come from. Let me tell you where I've been. Let me tell you what happened in my life. There's no way some good thinking helped me get out of this mess. There's no way that I can save myself. It'd be foolish. I'll give you this example. This man drowning. Drowning in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, drowning, and here comes this boat, throws a life rafter in there, pull the guy into the boat and save him. The guy would never, ever say to himself, I saved myself. How foolish would that be if that guy who went into the lifesaver was pulled in by the men from the boat, comes on the boat like, I saved myself. My friends, that is impossible. My friends, you saving yourself is impossible. Let me tell you what. The testimony of those whose lives were changed by Jesus Christ, people who were saved by Jesus, you can't make that up. You can't make that up. I know where I came from. And some of you guys have to get to that place in your life where I know where I came from. This is it. Draw that line in the sand. That's it. This is my testimony, and I'm walking it out. And so many times in youth groups, the devil comes and he lies to you. Here it is. He lies to you by telling you that you're not saved. He lies to you by telling you that you're okay. He lies to you by making like you are worthless. It's never going to get better. You keep on dealing with the same sin. It's never going to get past you. This is who you are. Accept it. Draw that line in the sand where you're going to quit listening to that and have a testimony about yourself. Amen. Stand up. like That's not who I am. This is who I am. Amen? You guys can stand to your feet in closing for me. The commander-in-chief. I love these times in, in, in the Bible where God just does like a, a show and tell. He shows himself strong. Commander-in-chief. And my friends, God is still looking for those opportunities today. He's still looking for those opportunities today to show himself strong in your life. Man, young people, listen to me. This is from the heart. This is not even in a message. I know I know what it's like to be down and out. I know what it's like to, to be in a rut. I know what it's like to go through some things. God loves to show himself strong. In your weakness, that's when he's strong. I love that. When you, when you don't have the power, God is strong. I like this. Having confidence in yourself is pride. Having confidence in yourself will fail you. Having confidence in the Lord, that's where it's at. I don't have confidence in myself. I don't think oh, I'm going to be a better person. That's not, no, 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 no. You will find out things will get worse quicker. I have confidence in the Lord that if I come to him, that if I bring him my sin, that if I bring him the things in my life that I'm dealing with, he sees it, he hears me, and he comes to my rescue. Have we taken this seriously? Have we taken Jesus Christ, the commander-in-chief, seriously? So many times, and I'll use this example in closing, 
and you can play the music for me. So many times we, we take advantage of God's love. I want you to close your eyes and bow your heads with me in closing. If you look to our leaders today and, and how we treat them as an American society, we kind of take away from their, their leadership or their position of authority and we throw it back in their face. So many times as Christians, we can do that with Jesus Christ. We just throw it back in his face. So you're a loving God. You'll love me even if I sleep with so-and-so. You'll love me even if I look at this, if I, if I lust after this. You'll love me even if I lie, even if I cheat, even if I steal. You'll love me. It's fine. You have to. Jesus being the commander-in-chief of your life means that he is in control of everything. Your thoughts, your hopes, your future. I don't know about you, but I, I'm tired of trying to do things on my own. My own strength, my own flesh. So in an attitude of prayer, I'm going to give you guys these opportunities right now. There's not going to be an altar call where people are praying for you. We're going to have this time of prayer where you guys come up to the front and just pray and talk to God. But here it is. We're asking God to take control. We understand that he is commander-in-chief, but he has full control of you. What areas in your life don't you want to give up? What areas in your life are you struggling with? Is it a self-esteem issue? Is it a pride issue? Is it a self-value as an identity issue? Is it a fear issue? Father, I pray right now for every student in this place, God. Father, Lord, you see them where they're at. Father, you speak to every individual student, God. Right now, if that's you, right now, if that's you, I want you to come up. And if you want God to take control over those areas of life, just come on up. On the count of three, one, two, three, come on up. Come on up. And you just start talking with God. Just start talking with God. God, you know me well. This area of my life right here, that, that right there, take control of it. I don't want it. I know you're commander-in-chief. I know you have the authority. Come, take it out. Come on, come, come. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Come on. You can, you can pray to yourself. You can pray out loud. Come on. Just you and your own time with the Lord. Come on. Don't have to be someone you're not. Just talk with God. He loves this time right now. Come on. Commander-in-chief. Come on.
point in closing. I'm just going to read you this passage. Acts 4.12. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Guys, we're going to play this song just one more time. Just one more time. I want to teach you this thing. And, and just me as a pastor understanding that it's important to stay. When I'm dealing with something in my prayer time with God, it's important to stay a little longer and just say, God, just do it. There's nothing wrong with spending time with God. In closing, if you want to worship to this song, you can worship. Terry, just a little more. We're closing with this song, guys, but just get everything you can out of this time. We're in no rush. We want God to take control over every aspect of your life. I encourage you, if you want to break off and pray with a friend, you can. If you feel encouraged to pray with a friend, go ahead and do that. If you guys want to pray by yourselves, that's fine. If you guys want to worship right now, you can. But at the end of this song, we're all coming together. We're all praying and dismissal. But guys, get everything you can right now.